Summary 2. I traveled to space in a Suzuki SX4. It was blue. The car, not space. Space was dark. Like a car crash. Like the moment you stop dancing. Step across the chalk, outline a new box. In space, my Suzuki played the best hits of 2012. Asteroids bumped, I coast. It isn't, that's what it's supposed to feel like. To listen. To let your heat lead for once. To be the vessel and not the electricity. Like the first time you looked yourself in the eyes and realized there was a whole world you were neglecting. Yeah, go in, poet. And with that, we invite you in. Let this guide you. And welcome to Which Motherfucking Witch Are You? A podcast where two black ass mystics explore gender, sexuality, and all the magic that is within the queer ass body. My name is Imani. Yes, I get Sims. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also known as the Bar Witch. Sometimes your auntie that drinks too much on the front porch most days. <laughs> and I'm joined by uh, my magnificent, magical, mystical, myopic. I don't even know what myopic means in this moment, but wow. we're going to go with it. <laughs> Co-host, Maisha Manson. Um, to start us off today, my... Blue Sun, Moon, and Rising. I'm feeling Lambrusco Sun. Pint of Whiskey Ginger Moon. And Damn. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and a warm cookie dunked into my mug of Rye Rising. Which I yeah. cannot tell you how stoked I am for us to finish recording so I can go have that. I'm yeah, so I am in full support of that. Um, First of all, when did you make cookies? I'm jelly. <laughs> I made you cookies. But they're gone now. That doesn't mean that I still don't have cookie dough. <laughs> now I'm mad sad that there's no cookie dough in my freezer at all. Bummer. And now I really want this recipe. I will give it to you. Myopic meaning lack of imagination, foresight, or intellectual insight. Yeah, that is definitely not you. (laughs) Uh, So anti-myopic co-host. Yeah. But today, uh, I am a perfect martini rising. Uh, Lavender French 75 moon and a mulled wine sun. Ooh, it's mobile. It's mobile season, I get it. It is. And I'm so ready for the bay to get the memo that it's autumn. Uh, I'm ready for the rain, I think. Um, you can come back here. Absolutely not. No, I'm not I coming home. Um, <laughs> damn. Yeah, no, I don't want that. I just want like the three days of rain that are going to happen and then I would like for it to go back to being 70 degrees. Thanks. 
once <laughs> dream. September starts is uh, uh, every day I'm like, wow, why the fuck did I move here? I remind you of this question every time the winter autumn rolls around and I'm like, you all still live there and are going to do this for another, I don't know how many years. <sighs> Good luck. Good luck. Also, you know, I'm looking for houses in Hawaii. So <laughs> y'all are, are welcome wherever I am. I don't know if I want the volcano to explode and for me to be on an island. <laughs> well, I mean, the volcano like really explodes no matter where you are, everything's bad. So <laughs> dying. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna look at you. <laughs> <gasps> doesn't matter what disaster oh. it is it's gonna get you it's That's gonna get podcast. you <laughs> pretty I'm much like uh podcast? yeah it's like be prepared for the fact that you likely won't survive podcast i mean you could but also do you want to it's you know it's a whole mood like i go back and forth around whether or not i want to survive the zombie apocalypse because i'm like the walking dead doesn't look great Oh, I'm always on team. I'm not doing it. Actually, zombie apocalypse starts and I quit. Right? Mm-mm. Well, then what do you do with B? B will be fine. Okay. Actually, like that's one of the, the few ways I would survive the zombie apocalypse. Be <laughs> B's I'm like, not I'm not going down without a no. fight. Wait, let's talk about this poem. This is so tangential okay this poem uh tell me about where this poem came from and tell me about what inspired you to bring it here on the episode um well i was gonna read a different one <laughs> i'm going backwards in these classes and Perfect. then i was like i don't want to do that because that poem was a lot more emotional labor and i don't have that in my body to do. And that's real as fuck. Uh, but what I do have the capability for is some fun escapism in, you know, an old car that can go into space. So holding what, what, what it was like with it, and then, you know, letting that go. Some recognition of some escapism. What does that mean? And then you let it all go. <laughs> that's the whole poem. So this poem is a combination poem from a from a card reading. So the three cards were uh, Hangman, the Knight of Swords in Reverse, and uh, the Explorer. Uh, so this poem was a reading of those three cards wrapped up in one poem. So that's why there's some aspects of going with the flow, right? But also exploration and trying to figure out your own ish. Yeah, that's hella on brand. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Um, Can you tell the listeners about why a Suzuki? Oh, that was my first car. (laughs) (laughs) What's it like? Last car. Oh my god. One car. I bought what? it with my monies oh. mm-hmm. when I was uh, 
21, 22. Oh my God, you're going to be so old in like 11 days. (laughs) Thank you so much for reminding me of my slow pending device and ascension into uh, elders and trees. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be great. Fine, fine. And it's fine. (laughs) It's going to be so great. You're going to be like, I don't even know why I was bothered or concerned about this. It's going to be great. It is. You're going to be great out there in the world. Yeah, I believe in you. I also believe in you. Why? It's about a Suzuki SX4. Because... (laughs) (laughs) Because that was my car. A tiny blue Suzuki SX4. Cute. Do you want to tell the people about an adventure that you took in your Suzuki XX4? Oh, I went all over the place. It went to Yosemite. It drove to Seattle twice. Portland mm-hmm. three times. From, you know, San Diego. So it's a, it's work. Mm-hmm. And then a few times into some snow. And that was fun. <laughs> what was your favorite trip in your Suzuki? Obviously, this took a space. Um, <laughs> uh, so many. What did I say? Some of driving from Oregon to California, after you get part of like the super Suzuki, you have to be driving the exact speed limit or you will get pulled over. Um, spots, though, those are really nice. Lots of giant trees and grass. Nobody. Cute. Cute. I like it. Well, thank you for sharing that poem with the people. Hopefully it inspires them to take their first car into space. Or uh, to just write an adventure in the world. In whatever car they're driving or whatever bus they're taking or whatever feet they're walking. Because <laughs> pandemic, and that's real. Or to renew your dogs, either or. Either or. Also, I sort of looked at the map for COVID numbers, and it's really stressful. <laughs> I was like, so maybe I'm never coming out of my house ever. It's stressful. It's stressful. But let's talk about fucking Halloween witchy ass shit because it's autumn, which is my favorite fucking season. Bring on the autumn. Bring on the autumn. Bring on the autumn. I love it because the leaves are changing and the veil gets thin and I get lots of clarity because this is like basically my... like summer it's my transition season it's like that moment in between it's my mutable summer sign so this is like my cancer season right now before I like pop into my summer because uh I was born in the winter so uh the winter's really feisty and delightful for me uh so I'm really looking forward to the post fall season I get so many good good notes. 
I have a grump face all fall slash winter because I moved really? to the Northwest and I did not know that they were real seasons. Oh. I never had a real fall slash winter because Southern California, we don't got them. We had two yeah. seasons. Hot and less hot. <laughs> and I love it. Real. I was sure that spring started in February until I moved here. Yeah. Did you know that's not how that works? Yeah, that's. I'm definitely a winter baby and I was born in February, so <laughs> I am positive that that's not how that's that works. That's apparently winter. That's winter. <laughs> I. Like I midwinter, though. Not even. <laughs> it's not even close, but I'm like, why is it not done? Nah. We're still solidly in snow season in February. Yeah. So, not particularly my jam. Although, oh, I love it. I want to go to the snow this winter. I'm so excited. I'm hoping I get to go hang out in the snow. And we're going to introduce the puppy to the snow. She's going to hate everything about it. But it's going to be so fun. She's going to be like, my feet are cold. This is bullshit. And I'm going to be like, hey, hey, welcome to winter, winter. <laughs> she loves the snow. We didn't think she'd like it, but she is her jam. She loves it. She runs oh, around. Cute. She bites at it. She throws it in the air. <laughs> <laughs> she has the best time. That's adorable. I can't do it because I'm like, I hate being out here. It's cute oh, I love from it. the inside, but I'm like, I don't want to be out here. From the I don't indoors? Want my feet to be cold. I don't want my legs to be cold. I don't want my arms to be cold. But somehow my face is cold. How many things do I need to wear to get my face not to be cold? I hate it. <laughs> How is this possible? You're literally a late fall baby. Yeah. You know what I really like? You're a winter year? baby. You're a five. No, you're no. a late fall baby. You're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm keeping that I'm not in the winter. <laughs> Solidly a rainy season baby. It's real. I like, um, I like the, this is my favorite cooking season. <laughs> These are all things that take really long time, but I love that. So I get to cook things that take forever. Um, it's the best. These are all like some of my favorite foods are all this season. So lots of stews. Hot pies, which is basically a stew that you put in a pie crust. Pies. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I also super love turkey. So like, I'm, I'm really also. Wait, like, why though? Can you tell the people what delicious. is delicious? Is it? Yes! It's only delicious if it's slathered in cranberry gravy dressing in between two slices of bread. What the? What is... One is delicious. Whack. I refuse. I'm really worried now about your um, whole upbringing and the poultry you were served because it's delicious. It's so not delicious. It basically just... Okay. It tastes like chicken with an earthy twist. That's what it tastes like. And you want to know what I'm putting on that? Cranberry sauce, dressing, gravy. <laughs> what? What? The high note of turkey season is that Starbucks starts to create their like Thanksgiving dinner sandwich. That's basically two sourdough slices, dressing, cranberry sauce, gravy, turkey, 
and I can just like eat that all of November. There is a burger in LA that they do for uh, at Oinkster. There it is, uh, and it is a the duck pastrami fried chicken turkey burger with a cramp. Yep, it's a yep <laughs> with a cranberry relish, and that has stayed on one of the best. Oh my god, it's like a turducken sandwich. Yes, it's so. Fucking I want it. I want <laughs> it. It's so good. That sounds delicious. I've also never had duck, as far as I can recall. Oh, another great delicious. Okay, so like, if you don't particularly like game meat, turkey being, I guess, game, you might not enjoy duck. I I like <laughs> game. I think the wild bit of funk taste to the meats is delicious. So I like. I think rabbit is nice. <laughs> All of them. All of them are great. It's not the gamey. It's the fact that eventually the turkey dries out and you have to slather it in gravy. See, personally. this is what I'm saying. It shouldn't. Since when? Since you cook it to have it not dry out. How, Sway? How? I don't. I don't understand. I also have never cooked a turkey, so I have no context for turkey making. <laughs> I'm not great. Every nine-ish years, because leap years, uh, my birthday falls mm-hmm. on right this colonial holiday, <laughs> <laughs> as it does this year. <laughs> it does. Uh, every it does. once in a while, I cook this dinner away from my family. Oh gosh, dang it! Both of them. Wait, how am I not going to be in town for this? Can we talk about this? We need to reassess. One, uh, running away to the woods. Two, this. Oh, that's right. So you're not even cooking this year. Yes, I am. I'm just going to do it in this cabin. Yeah. I'm going to take it all with me. Maisha. (laughs) Groceries. More context. How are you going to make dressing in the woods? Like, <laughs> um, okay, but, but like we're not camping this time because I don't want to be cold. <laughs> and that's real. I'm not trying to be cold. Um, so I'll just groceries it out, and then you know, pack it all back up, throw it in, and we're going to take it home. Anyways, one, it's not dry. Two, the the last time my birthday was on this holiday, I was also away from home slash couldn't go home because I was in Hawaii. That sounds great. But now this time I can't go home because it wasn't. I was, it was, you know, being 19 and living in Hawaii for college. <laughs> yeah, that part. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and now I can't go home because of the pandemic. It's my favorite food holiday. Wow. So you're going to do all of this in the woods? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I think last year we did a, we put a herbs and spices on it two years before, a day before, and then roasted it off starting in the morning. It was great. Yo, fuck that. Thanksgiving. I'm in town, I will just 
get you a small turkey, prep that turkey, throw it in. What? And then small. all you just gotta do is bake it. I'm into that. Do I need Thing to is- pre-order my turkey from Whole Foods? Like. <laughs> Like they're not like they're like we have this giant bird, right? Turkeys are big birds, but they shouldn't be like you know two arms to carry a put on a table. They're fine. They can be small. You girls just roast. Listen, all of it. Here, these are my only requests: one, cookie dough; <laughs> two, biscuits. <laughs> The third is negotiable because I don't even know if I could you just like can I just buy like a turkey limb and you just like prep the turkey limb? Because yeah. what am I gonna do with the whole last turkey? Enjoy Nothing. Four days because it's delicious. That's impossible. It's just gonna be me, and I can't yeah. feed the pup turkey. <laughs> no, no table food for her. She's gotta be potty trained before she gets table food. She'd be running around like crazy and she's going to poop on my floor. <laughs> like, if you're going to poop on my floor, <laughs> let's not poop all over my floor real food. <laughs> there. Sandwiches. I will right. buy a turkey quad. A half a turkey. You can yeah, prep the half a turkey. I know so many turkey recipes because I love it so much. You just, you know, buy some turkey legs, milk, lots and lots and lots of fresh sage, fresh black pepper, throw a whole garlic bulb in there, roast that off for 45, 50 minutes. Great. I relinquish my uh, turkey life unto you. Except you don't really like it, so I will gladly make you another roasted meat that you do enjoy. Ham. Oh, ham. <laughs> That's my favorite roasted meat is ham. <laughs> it's ham. And I know that I shouldn't eat ham because it's not great for the body. Like, oh. but it's fucking delicious. I just discovered that there's this like rosemary crusted ham in the deli section of Whole Foods. It takes me. That ham and cheese sandwich is fire. And I love a ham and cheese sandwich. I love a ham and brie sandwich with some apples. It goes hard. That's really what I love. And the only reason why I eat turkey is because I love my mom's cranberry sauce recipe. And it's literally just cranberry sauce dotted with turkey because I need some salt to break up the cranberry sauce. I, every year, turkey. I try to like cranberry sauce. <gasps> every year, every year I try. And I'm like, how do you not like cranberry? It's delicious. It's just a tart jam. Delicious. I think I need to stop thinking of it as an actual sauce and just be like, jam, hooray. It's but not like, a sauce. A it's a jam. With my foods. Uh, because jam on turkey is delicious? <laughs> okay. I don't know. So anyways, yeah. ready for this transition? 
Yeah. Okay, so speaking of the fall, one of uh, the things we talked about last year during this time, I thought it would be fun to bring back, is our love for the craft. Not only the craft, the movie, but we also just watched the craft sequel? Remake? Continuation? Who knows? Craft, uh, whatever its total name is. Number two. <laughs> craft Legacies. Legacies. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Leg- sorry, the craft legacy. Are we going to go backwards or do we want to go forwards in time? Backwards in time. Okay, let's talk about legacies as far as the craft is concerned. Uh, maybe let's start with premise or characters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So we have our typical coven. Do you have a favorite coven member? Ooh, I mean, inevitable. It's always going to be the Black Coven member. Always. It, hands down, it's always... The only time my favorite Coven member wasn't Black was in American Horror Story Coven, and that's because Angela Bassett has her own Coven. So, anyway. I think... Uh, I don't even remember. I need character names. Hold on. T-A-B-Y. Tabby? Tabby? Mm-hmm. Or Tabby. Really? Did they? Did they ever say? No one really has names. Oh, God. Okay. Well, so there's a Black Coven member, Tabs, apparently, uh, who is the fire element, which I think is really telling just for me it resonated with like the ways in which the south is also is also the element that houses the ancestors in traditional witchcraft and because they chose to put you know a black person in the south um, as a fire witch it really, for me, resonated around like the connection that we need to have to our ancestors and the connection that we continue to have with our ancestors in order to like make the ground move and in order to continue to thrive on this ground that isn't ours. Yeah, that's those are my thoughts. What was your favorite cover member? Mm, Lodas, uh, aka Zoe Luna, the yeah. was her element. Uh, Zoe Luna was Earth. Yes, that Earth. Yeah, one. that was dope. Yo, what? <laughs> yeah, love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think like as as a character and a member of the Coven, there wasn't like treated a lot of like community care that I really appreciated. Mm. Right, like. Well, that is that is harm and silly. I mean, and things are fucked up, and right gave great perspective, and I really just appreciate that character reflecting and like care. That might be the air character. Hold on. No, yeah, that's the earth character. Mm-hmm. Also, love. Right. Also, one of the flyest characters in the whole so set, cool. though. Oh, 
gag. I gagged at outfits. I gagged at overcoats. I gagged at like makeup tutorial. It was just such a fucking vibe. They looked great. Yeah. How did you feel about a classic craft line? Gotta watch out. Weirdos. To have this crew in their defining battle. Bring it back. It's an important line, right? There aren't a few things. There's not a lot of lines that are taken from the craft because, to be fair, the (laughs) writing is not the best. (laughs) Facts. The writing was terrible, actually. Uh, I mean, no shade. I just feel like the reason why this movie like had any redeeming qualities was because the actors were the ones who carried the whack-ass lines forward and like turned it into a character. They really did their best to embody the lines, even though whoever wrote this shit was probably white, male, and cisgendered. And I really want to have conversations about those types of folks writing scripts for people of color, writing scripts for trans characters. I, I'm i over it. So that's where I'm at. Anyway. Zoe Leister-Jones. Mm-hmm. As uh, a... American actress, producer, director, who co-starred in the CBS sitcom Life in Pieces. She's also known for her work in the television shows. I don't, no, I don't know any of these shows except for New Girl. Whoever this person is, <laughs> I I super see super white. <laughs> Based in New York, her Canadian-born VO artist. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Um, in fact, I, I don't know if I needed a murder mystery alongside this coven. I don't think I needed that. There was a lot of things happening. It was very busy. There wasn't a lot of time for them to respond to any of the things that happened. And I loved every minute of it. It was so much. So much happened. And I was about it. It halfway messed up my dreams. And I'm fine. Now. (laughs) Yeah. I could have done without probably like half of this movie. And that not to be like, not to shit on the current Legacy's craft. I just feel like it was a little far-fetched because the antagonist was white cisgendered male and like some sort of warlock that you never really get the full story of like where he got his motherfucking powers from. Like who made this motherfucker like capable of shape-shifting? And they were like discussing shape-shifting and I wish that they had talked about the process 
that it takes to get there and like the relationship of the witches to warlocks and how they can steal powers because you don't know that they can steal or give up powers until they're like in one of the final scenes of the movie you're like what the fuck she can just hand over her power since when hell nah it was just a whole there were a lot of things happening that i think i needed a tv series to like digest versus a 90 minute movie especially because all of the all four of the characters i fell in love with over the course of the movie and i think that's why I found some semblance of joy within it was because I was like, oh, I love this coven. They're so sweet and they're so like down for one another. But there's hella external shit that I was like, what? Where did that come from? Like, why are we even talking about this? Like, who cares that the warlock has children? Like, they didn't serve any fucking purpose other than, than to like, present this fucking narrative of like gay cis white maleness and I was like why we could have left all of that out and I just I am so curious as to why we didn't focus more on the coven and their work and like Mm -hmm. their powers where the fuck did they get their powers from like who are their fucking grandmothers like I just had so many questions about their history that didn't get answered Mm because we were too busy in fucking white maleness. And I was like, I could take a shit. Like winter takes a shit on my floor on this side of the storyline. <laughs> I did not care for most of the time, not being, not doing coven things. The coven things were cute. And I really love that this craft focused on this coven is here to support each other and is here in joy. Right. That was super awesome really love that right something that the original craft just like didn't couldn't do right and they were stoked on each other's successes that that cute montage could have been the whole movie and i would watch that forever and ever (laughs) that montage was amazing and i was very sad that it was just a montage i didn't appreciate while i was watching it the story of um What's it? Uh, woke Tommy, woke Jimmy, woke Bobby, woke. Bobby, Jimmy, Uncle Mark. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Whatever his name is. The um, bi. The bi character. Um, yeah. I was, didn't care while I was watching it. I think they were, I was, I was happy to have this like moment of like this, this like, vulnerability um from this character but i'm sad that it had to be with the coven that like he can only be he can only express his feelings surrounded by women right and he can only share these things with women that made me really sad which i just want to take a brief moment to talk about how a predominantly you know poc or at least half poc coven then has to carry the burden of this is the only space that you feel safe. Like that means like, <laughs> well, yeah, because they're like, how, how toxic masculinity, murderous, toxic masculinity, right? That's right. The, that's the threat. Like murdering. Yeah. But I didn't particularly mind in retrospect because his character didn't particularly last. 
I probably, I mean, I think one time was good for me. I don't know that I'll watch that again. Maybe I'll watch a sequel, but hmm. But you said you enjoyed it. And I'd watch it again. I'd watch it again if it was free. <laughs> and it was not free. It was not free. I do not like this movies coming out during a pandemic. <laughs> okay. This bajillion dollars to see a movie? $20 to watch it during 24 or 48 hours. Mm. The only part that I'm really sad about is that I didn't watch it two more times so that I could feel like at least I paid for <laughs> That's real. That's because I didn't watch it. I know. What did you watch instead? Uh, <laughs> That's real. Cartoons, probably. Also real. Well, since we're talking about the craft and uh, the ways in which a coven works to make collective magic um what are your general like rules of thumb when it comes to making collective magic Mm. um shared general intention because you can't really control people's thoughts that part so that part that part (laughs) shares general intention um safety and community what are your ways of getting <laughs> uh, 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 engaging or creating magic with friends? Mm, I mean, I think the container is really important for me. Mm. Um, I am really adamant about creating a container um that's mutually agreed upon. Like if we're going to come into ceremony in a space, I would love for that space to feel good to everyone involved in the group ceremony. Um, Also, I think um, I agree with like having a mutually agreed upon intention because you definitely can't control people's thoughts. Um, But what you can do is create a container and align intentions in that container um, and sort of create energy that holds that container well and i think like (laughs) this might sound ridiculous but i think trust is really important like i'm not going to group spell with anyone that i don't trust and have a have a relationship with um because it's just uh magic is is so subject to circumstance um it's hard to create um a group spell without knowing the other person's circumstances and i think that comes through trust and relationship so are there any uh lessons or ideas scenes thoughts that you're taking with you from Crafts legacy. Never trust a warlock that looks like a sociopath. No. <laughs> Dave and Shannon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is sort of like as he's gotten older, it's, he's lost less of like the the 
you X Files guy, more of like the creepy, scary guy. Yeah. Also, trust your fucking coven. Um, yeah. Like you chose them and trust their foresight, insight, intuition. Also, maybe polyamory is kind of coven like. We should probably spend a whole nother conversation on that, but. We should go backwards in time to our other episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because polyamory's totally coven like. I think I'm taking with me one of my kids that thought for a while now about coven <laughs> And. <laughs> And there was a there was a scene when uh, Lily that uh, told them about the love spell, and they were like, "Yo, what we weren't supposed to do was that, right? That's what we agreed upon. That was messed up." And they go, "You out, right?" And then they go, "Maybe we should all be done, right? Because technically we did a bad thing too." And they do this like great reflection of like, "Actually, we all fucked up. We fucked up in different ways." <laughs> that's not cool and I was like that's amazing that's super great um, just like the, the reflection the self accountability also like the, the holding accountability of the friend right and especially in their coven uh, I really appreciate it it was really nice to see part of it I didn't enjoy really where it was like yo I'm having a really hard time now I'm not gonna go right now and I also like I get that y'all set clear boundaries. Yeah, and I think the example of young people being able to have boundaries and then hold them is really important, but also that like line of like yes, have very clear boundaries and I think that there's an aspect of graciousness that coincides with the presence of trust right like yes i have very clear boundaries around the things that i'm not gonna do whatever whatever and also human beings reserve the right to change and shift and i think um being in relationship with your coven is a lot about okay this is that boundary and like let's talk about how like your actions impacted that thing instead of we're gonna draw this like boundary that then basically uh removes you from the agreement that we built without us talking about it how it removes you from the agreement that we built Mm -hmm. which is why again i think it's a a lot of conversation and communication um but also i'm great i am grateful that the young people had some boundaries because you know (laughs) everybody should have boundaries yeah yeah i think that's yeah, I really, I really love that. I really, I, I do wish that they approach it with more care, right? Or like further conversation, but like it's also a movie that's not about that. <laughs> and I was like, but it could be. Let's make it about that instead. <laughs> Especially since like the original craft was so much like uh, witch against witch. I mean, they're only there, they're only there for mutual, for like for like individual growth. And like these personal vendettas. Oh wait, I forgot one thing before we head off. 
uh, What's that not one related thing? to covens at all. So <laughs> Nancy is back. They have this one scene yeah. with Nancy. And I didn't need it. I would have been fine with just an open door. Head turn. Black screen. Like, I, we got it. We all knew it was Nancy. We all knew. Everybody knew. So why? Right? Of all of the cameos you choose, could you not afford any of the other cameos? Like, right? Rachel True wasn't around? I think that's where we really met at. I mean, we met at Rachel True. <laughs> you have all the feelings about her not returning to the screen. Yes, because she's my favorite! <laughs> <laughs> Real, I hear you. Or like um, other witch that had like scars. I was like, ooh, what if she took in that child? You know, secretly her this whole time. That would have been dope. Facts. Well, yeah, they did a lot, right? They talked about her being adopted. Wow, so many things happened. Yeah. Too many things, personally, I feel happened in that movie. Like, <laughs> why? Why did those things? Why did so many things happen? Let's pull these cards. Okay, I actually think I'm gonna do a poem instead of a card pull. Nice. I'm gonna Russian roulette this poetry book. Oh yeah, yeah. How dare you nose goes miss when you say you're about to Russian roulette this poetry book. <laughs> okay, well, let me pull this card. As I call cheats. <laughs> that was not cheating. That cheats. was for a thought. <laughs> cheats, I say. The Four of Swords. I don't want to do it. What the four of swords says. Thank you so much, four of swords, for saying. No, it's important. Like, no, it's even more important. Staying down. I want y'all to know that that was a perfect setup for the beautiful Yamina, which they are denying you. She is a skew button. What? Excuse me? I saw it. It filled your whole body. <laughs> I just laughed aloud briefly. That <laughs> that happened over here. Um, not just like a little bit. Rest the four of swords. It's a, these 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 knives are in you. You have to lay down. It's the only way you will heal. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Someone to work today, even though I didn't want to. Even though none of us want to, we really shouldn't be working this week. This fact has been national time off, so we could doom scroll and anxiety prep our house. That part, and then you know, escapism into DIY shows and home improvement shows, <laughs> or whatever. I'm here for it. I'm here for the lay down, stay down. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, being topped by 
external forces consensually can often be fun. This go around is not quite so fun. You know, it's not great. So <laughs> we're all, all the bottoms are like, but I don't want to be a bottom. Not to this. I don't, to this. I don't consent. And it's a whole thing. <sighs> yeah. So take a break. Take a break. Take a fucking break. Also, I think the beauty of like boundaries is being able to have a safe word, right? Like, so in this like glorious time of uncertainty, what's your safe word for your family? What's your safe word for your friends? What's your safe word for your fucking self? Like your own brain that's running in circles, doom scrolling. What's your safe word? Um, And how are you holding boundaries with yourself? What's it? Poem. Poem. So I am Russian rouletteing Nayara Waid's um, salt. And the poem that popped up is this one. You cannot remain a war between what you want to say, i.e. who you really are, and what you would say, i.e. who you pretend to be. Your mouth was not designed to eat itself. Split. That was which witch are you? Because you can't. <laughs> you can't. I'm so I'm so tired. I'm so tired. So tired. So tired. I'm watching a podcast that's a reminder that being your black kids witch is also so much in the world all the time. Yeah. So we're gonna go lay down. You can find us on Instagrams at underscore which which are you. And every other Sunday, where podcasts live. Wherever that is, that's where this podcast at. Oh word. What we're gonna do is lay the fuck down, have a warm cookie, dunk it into a big glass of rye. Heck, it's a mug. It's a big Cookie bite, whole shot. Yeah, I'm into it. Let's do that. Also, we adore you in the world, beloveds. Take good, good, good care. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye.